Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in to Loretta McNary Live presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I tell you what a day it has been already filled with so many amazing things and um, some things that we, we definitely had to cover in prayer. So I'm glad that everything worked out at Kirby High School, that no lives were lost, and that they have their situation under control. I'm just so thankful for God's peace and um, his calmness that surrounded and it was abounding there and that everything um, will work out and the student will get the help that he uh, needs and that parents will feel assured that, every, you know, everybody's safe. So just wanted to send that prayer up again. And um, Facebook is so cool because that's how you find out so much stuff. So, you know, it can, be, it can be good. It really can be good. And, you know, of course, there's some things that happen on Facebook that are not so good. So we have to keep Facebook lifted up and everybody's on there as well. But you know what? It is Hughes is with Michael Farmer, our spiritual personal coach, and he is on the line awaiting me to bring him in. So without further ado, Michael Farmer, welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, Miss Loretta and Blog Talk Radio Land. Yeah. Oh, yeah, everybody's doing great. And if they weren't before this, they are now. We're just going to believe that and receive it. <laughs> I, I, I certainly hope so. We, uh, Looking forward to a great show on today. Last week, talking about redeeming the help. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually still chewing on some of that information. Some of that stuff was actually revelation to me. I was teaching this. Well, I'm thinking, wow, this is. So, so hopefully today's show. Good. You want to recap everybody what we talked about? Yeah, I will. But I'll, let me just give them a kind of like a, a precursor to about what. About to happen last week, well, of course, you know, we talked about the, the physical aspect of health. Now, today we're going to talk about, they say it's a taboo subject that most people want to deal with, and we're going to talk about uh, the mental side of that. Uh, and, of course, you know, that can go into so many different subtopics, so we're going to cue in one on specific, and that's talking about fear or phobias and and what goes along with all of that. So that's what we're going to deal with on on today. Um, I think it's, been, it's an area where you're seeing it on the increase, especially with access to, as you said a minute ago, to you know, social media. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, can get, you can get information. Sometimes that information is not correct, and you've already into a state of fear of panic, and it's not even, it wasn't even worth it because it was, the information you received wasn't even true. So because we have so much access to information these days, I said, let, let me talk. We, we're going to talk about this. I've actually done this teaching uh, before. I think it was actually, this was 2013? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2013. I did this teaching actually seven years ago, but it's going to be just as fresh today as it was then. So you're going to get right. into it. Don't enjoy it. And as, as usual, as I like to always say, I, I look forward to be a blessing to me as as well as a blessing to the hearers. All right. So just amen, give me one second here. Okay. Wow. I 
late and come down. I know <laughs> you like me you know, running to do the show, trying to do all this and that, and okay, it's show time. So you got to pop into show it's, time it's, mode. But you know something? It's, it's, it's amazing how you can have a, a a stack of papers sitting in front of you, and then you like, okay, now of course, what did I really need? It's so we, we have it here today. Okay. Okay, now now last week we, we talked about redeeming the health, and, of course, one of the main things that we covered was actually dealing with the three major factors, and that's, you know, make sure you're having, you know, good blood health, and that's blood sugar, blood pressure, and blood cholesterol. So those are the three main things that drive your total health because the Bible tells us that the life of the flesh is the blood. No blood, mm-hmm. no life. Messed up blood, messed up life. Messed up life. <laughs> so, All right. <laughs> so we want to, and, 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 and we talked about physically. Yeah. And then, of course, we dealt with the uh, the three major factors, or well, four major factors that you need to consider when dealing with your health. Three of them you can control, one you can't control. And the one you can't control is genetics. And that's, that's, right. what you get from, that's what you get from your parents and your parents' parents and their parents' parents going all the way back. So you can't deal with the genetic side of it. You let the medical profession deal with, you let science deal with that. Things that you can control is your what you eat, your nutrition, your exercise, and your level of stress. So those are the main points that we talked about on last week. And of course, you, you have to go back to the archives and listen to the message and get all the good meat out of it. I'm just giving you the skeleton of it. But, it's, but it was good. And hopefully today will be a blessing to you as well. We're looking at uh, dealing with the thing concerning fear. And what I'm going to do once we're doing that, we're going to kind of tie the fear two together, fear and anxiety, which is uh, okay. Rising, right? I mean, a rapidly rising problem in our country, yeah. and it's amazing that that two of the the two of the top ten prescribed medications in this country deal with anxiety. Ooh. And of course, anxiety typically has its basis in fear. In most cases, there are some other things that can be involved with, you know, genetics. As a matter of fact, they're now boiling it down to saying genetics have a, have a factor in in uh, how you deal with anxiety. But we're talking about anxiety disorders. Everything God gave us was given for our good, including having a good, healthy dose of anxiety because anxiety keeps you aware of what's going around you. That's what anxiety is for. Yeah, it keeps you on your toes when you know when it's exactly. healthy, like stress. You know, exactly. there's healthy stress, exactly. and it has to exactly. be maintained because you're going to have stressors. There's just going to be stressors. It's just yeah. how you deal with them and manage them. And also, fear. Fear. Fear is a natural thing that that's what's intended to protect. You know, mm-hmm. there was that, and it and it, it it kicks in your fight or flight response that God put on the inside of you. You know, when you know, when your heart rate gets to popping, that means, hey, I got two choices. I can stand here and fight <laughs> or I can take <laughs> off the car. So that's why they call it the fight or flight response. So so there's nothing of itself that is bad. God created us, and we are fearfully 
and wonderfully made. And thank God that he made us the way that we are. Now, Amen. we're going to go, uh, let, me, let me find a good theme scripture for this. I got so many here. Let's find a good theme scripture that we can start with today. Uh, what do you think it's going to be, Loretta? Sometimes you have ESPN. That God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and might. <laughs> Of power. Know. Is that what? <laughs> yeah, that's that's just that's, that's, that's one of them. But I'm a, if that's gonna be one of them. Then you like I said, you got ESPN to like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> you said ESPN. Uh-huh. <laughs> funny, funny, Michael. A lot of us got a lot of us have ESPN, but very little have the insight. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. Comic, That's the first one that came of, to mind. Just a good dose of uh, comic relief, and this has been needed this week. We started the week out with my birthday celebration the weekend, and got you know, and my shouts go out to my my brother and his family, and and the uh, the death of his stepson, and uh, he and his wife Jean, they lost their son over the weekend. Oh, uh, I'm so sorry to hear that, Michael. Oh my. So, so I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to dedicate the show to him today. We called him DJ, but his name was Derek Price, Jr. And he was a, a up-and-coming basketball star at Ridgeway High School. So our prayers go out to them and their families, and we just speak nothing but God's peace during this mm, time. Amen. Right. Oh, Lord, God, cover them with your peace, Lord God, and grace and mercy. And with faithful um people in their lives who will just be there and not, you know, try to offer words that they're not sure should be offered, just cover them with prayer and, you know, be there. Yeah, and, and they and, and they and they have that. They have a really good support system that was, you know, in place before all of this. So so thank God for family, man. It's nothing like family. Amen. And that's right. Family, family will pull together a time like this, that's for sure. And that's a given. And that's and if, when I say friends, I mean the friend that the Bible talks about to stick closer than a brother. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Not the yeah. occasional friend. No, well, no, 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 no like not that. that one. I got so many. I'm trying to. I, I am literally trying to find a good starting place. I there's so much information, and I don't. You know me. I can have a tendency to dump stuff on you. I'm going to try to <laughs> well, why are you trying to figure out the one? The one that there is a scripture, and it may or may not apply here, but it's always applicable to everything, especially when people are going through. But Galatians 6 and 9, let us not become weary in doing good. I just want people to understand that. Don't give up. Don't, you know, don't don't quit. I know it gets really, really tough, and you want to just throw your hands up, and, you know, it seems like, you know, things are just happening just so much, one thing after the other. So just don't don't give up. And another thing that I I have to tell one of my friends, she's always said, well, if it ain't one thing, it's another. I said, well, you just spoke that, sister. You just spoke that, and, and it's becoming a, a prophecy that you are self-fulfilling because you spoke it. So when those things happen, don't claim more of it. Just say, you know, speak, speak something positive and remember Galatians 6 and 9. Don't Don't become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. That's right. That is so true. Okay, well, let's let's get started here. Let's listen. I'm, I'm going to start with this one here, and I think this one will be a good, good foundational scripture for what we're talking about today. And it's found over in First John four, verse seventeen. 
and 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 this kind of deals with you know why we, you know why 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 do we fear, and we're going to deal with that, <clears throat> and I'm going to make a statement that's going to hopefully uh, guide you in the right direction once we finish reading this. Verse 17 says, "Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment." And I'm reading from the King James version again today. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm still old school today. Okay. <laughs> it says, "Because as He is, so are we in this world." Verse 18 says, "There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear." Why? Because fear has torment. See, the spirit is not made perfect in love. So the statement that I want to make today is that you cannot walk in a state of perfect love or in God's perfected love in your life and fear at the same time. Mm. So just, I'm, I'm going to let that just let that sink in for just one or a few seconds. To, so you, you cannot... <laughs> Walk in fear and in God's love at the same time. Ooh, so and, wow. and so hopefully, so so hopefully this will, you know, shock you to the point to realize that 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 fear is not and and the fear we're talking about is 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 terror or, or as we just talked about in the context we're talking about is is as I said fear has torment. You know, fear has the ability to you know to inflict penalty or punishment on you. You know, you know, nobody wants, you know, nobody wants to always be under that type of uh, atmosphere. But when you are in that type of atmosphere all the time, that's when the, all the disorders kick in, like the anxiety disorders that we're talking about. And, of course, there are so many different forms of anxiety disorders that are out there now. So in order to be appropriately uh, diagnosed and psychoanalyzed, you have to find a category for which type of anxiety that you're suffering from, whether it's social anxiety, whether it's just straight out phobias, um, whether it's panic disorder or PTSD. Of course, you hear that a lot. Just that happens with people that go through tragic events, especially war, uh, violent crimes, rape, things like that. A lot of people, things that happened in your childhood, you suppress all those um, emotions, and at some point they. You you deal with the after effects of it years down the road. So post traumatic stress syndrome is one, and then just basic generalized anxiety disorder. So we so we I thought the scripture we just read shows you that God does not want us to walk in fear, and He says that if we if we are fearing, we're not made perfect in love. And verse nine, let's, let's look at verse nineteen, but it gives you some comfort. It says we love Him because He first. Love God. Love God. Mhm. So, so, so you got to think all the, all the fear, and most people don't like to face it. Around, all the fear that Jesus had to face in the Garden of Gethsemane, nothing could happen until he got rid of that fear and said, "Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done." That's how you have to handle fear. He prayed the same prayer three times, but it's out of agony, it was out of that sense of torment to the point where it says. Wet was falling off him like drops of blood, and if you've ever seen someone bleeding profusely, just think sweat pouring off of someone like that. Oh. He was in death, so he, so he, like I said, at some point he saw the agony 
of someone suffering on that cross, you know, which was a form of torture that the Romans, you know, instituted there in Jerusalem. And, and the goal of it was to in, in, invoke fear in the people who saw that, so they, they know not to have an uprising while they were there occupying Jerusalem. So, so, so Jesus himself had to deal with this. And that's why he says, they say he's a high priest that can be touched with the feeling of our infirmities and all points. He was tempted just like we were, but yet he did not sin. Yeah. So, wow. So, 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 I, so I just want to show you, so I, I want to use Jesus as our example to show you that you have a way out of this, but you got to have a, uh, you have to want a way out of it. And if it's to the point where it is a, a disorder, you, you may have to seek professional help, you know, from a mental health professional. Like, and like I said before, it's just so taboo, especially in, in the church, to even think about that, you know, we deal with these type of disorders and everything. But, you know, and some people seem to tease every Sunday and suffer in silence. Yeah. And not, and not There's no shame in going to get you some professional help. There's mm, never, unless if you were sick. A physical ailment, you go get professional help. So the same thing with mental illness, you need, you should go and get seek out some professional help. There's no shame in that. Yes, and I all. had a, I had a, I had a really dear friend who went on to be with the Lord a, a few months ago too. Uh, Herman Holmes, he was a mentor of mine in that in that regard, and that's what he did did for years. He you know he 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 worked in the mental health field. And but he was good at what he did, and thank God he, I had the opportunity to glean some of that information from him before, the, before God called him home. So it was mm-hmm. an area that I, I always stress to people that you know don't you know there's you no know, a shame shame is another form of fear. You're afraid of what somebody's going to think. You're afraid of what it's going. I just want to take a blow to your ego or your image. You are afraid you're feeling so like I said, you just exacerbating the situation when you start dealing with the shame in this. Because that's all the that's all a shame in this and shy and all that means is fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so that now because you know, people a a label a person or a person will label themselves and I'm guilty as well. I said, Well, I'm shy and that's all that shy is, is it's a fear of, of Whatever that point is where you're afraid of speaking in public or you're afraid of, you know, that people may notice you or may talk about you, but it still boils down to uh, a characteristic of fear when you say you're shy. So you have to just do the thing that you're afraid of to get over it. And then also there is the fear of change, you know, things things are always constantly changing. And that's that's what I have never been able to understand just as growing up and and just understanding that, that phrase about you know, you know, people fear or you know, people fear change and people resist what they fear. And and I really never understood that because I was I've always been the type of person that welcome change. Mm-hmm. Wow, what's all that noise in the background? <laughs> That's uh airplane I stepped outside, I'm sorry. <laughs> and he decided to fly over. But yeah, so you were saying oh, okay. that's the one thing you didn't understand. 
what's what's the how how people spirit this thing we call a change. Right, people yeah. Change. People naturally feel change, you know, they because we become comfortable with certain situations, uh, environments, states, and conditions, and we just, we don't want to change. We we just resist that change, and as I say, people people have a tendency to resist what they fear. So so hopefully that is not because a, a major component in, in the Christian walk is repentance, and repentance is another word for change. So if you so if you refuse so if you refuse to change, then it's gonna be very difficult for you to truly repent when it's time for you to make that to, to repent from something. And mm. without repentance there's no deliverance. There's no salvation, there's no safety, rescue, health, wholeness, preservation. Those are all synonyms of the word salvation. So just wow. John the Baptist was the you gotta think John the Baptist was the like the repentance always comes before salvation. Just think about it. John the Baptist came preaching what repentance, and he was the forerunner to who Jesus who came and preached what salvation. Salvation. Yep. So always remember repentance. What change comes before salvation? So that's another nugget you can you can hide away in your memory bank and 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 fall back on when when it comes time for you to uh, to reach that point. Absolutely. Okay, let's let's look at another scripture here that deals with this uh, this issue of fear. And like I have a long list here, but I'm trying to find the right one that uh, I'm thinking this will be applicable for the moment. Yeah, for those who are just tuning in, you're listening to Loretta McNary Live presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer. Michael is our spiritual personal coach, and he is guiding us on, he's preparing scriptures for us to help us to apply so that we can um, face fear and get over it. Because as you know, fear leads to um, so many stressors in our lives and can cause medical issues as well, physically and mental. So we just want you to... um, to take notes and take heed to what he's saying because I promise you, as always, it, it really does bless you. And maybe it's not applicable to you right now. Maybe it's somebody you know, but there's no wasted time, only prep time, which leads to um, perfected time. So thank you so much for tuning That's in true. with us. <laughs> That's so true. Well, well, I'll tell you what, let's look at the one that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Since you kicked in your ES. Kicked in your ESP, we're going to deal with the scripture that you... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kicked in my ESP. <laughs> <laughs> and that's found in 2 Timothy 1 and 7. I made it there yet? What is it? I'm sorry, Michael, no. Uh, 2 you Timothy 1 I have to use 7. my online Bible. It's faster. <laughs> what is it? What are we going... Second Timothy one and seven. All right. Second Timothy one and seven coming up. And you're reading from the King James Version, correct? And I yeah. am pulling up the NIV version. Well read All that right. for it. Okay, read. <laughs> uh, Second Timothy 
Um, one and seventeen. Uh, one and seven. Seven. Okay. It one says for the spirit. For the you ready? So the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, nor give us, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Eight, okay, so, so do says, not be ashamed of the testimony. So you know that. But the the biggest one, I guess, that is, we're applying is number seven. Yes. Mhm. So it so it's saying it's in the, of course in the King James reads and it says be careful. Oh, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me go back. Loretta got me turned around, yeah. I know it. Moving so fast. Timothy 1 and 7. I need to slow down here. Like I said, more we have a lot of information, you try to cram it all in. No, we're just going to take our time. And if we get stuck mm-hmm. on one scripture, that's what we're going to do. So, so Sounds like a plan to me. And this says, for God has not given us the spirit or an attitude or mindset of fear. And in third end there it says, but he has given us the spirit of power and the spirit of love and the spirit of a sound mind. Now, very, let's deal with each one of those. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of what? Power. And that word comes from Greek. Power. He's giving you the... He's giving you the power to, to get things done. So you so watch here. Like I taught my daughter, when my daughter was growing up, she was in the house and she would see these little spiders. And she would just freak out the way to me. I said, wait. I said, I said, you see how small that spider is? And you see how big mm-hmm. you are? I said, you have the power over that spider. And guess what? She never feared bugs again. I, I, I was type first. I would not let fear set in her thunder. I explained to her what thunder was and lightning and all that. So, so also, and and she received it. So, mm. like I say, a lot of fears to be you get rude in children when they're when they're young. But as parents, we mm-hmm. don't see that and realize that no, no fear is not good. Fear is not, you know, being afraid of something is not a is not a good thing. Especially when it's out of terror. Now, when it's out of reverence, that's the fear you want to. Walking in that reverential fear, but the fear that has terror and torment, not good for you. Not at all. So God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love. We just covered that in, in uh, First John. How perfect love casts out fear, and of a sound mind. The word "sound mind" there means a mind of self-control, and that's basically all people want. He doesn't mean discipline. He's giving us the soul. So when you're when you're walking in fear, you're not you're you're not walking in self control. And I'm right. you see people. You or power. You giving your power away. <laughs> and not just that. They just lose. Some people lose all physical control. Some people see a. Some people just just think about what some people are afraid, like a spider, a bug, or something. And they see it, mm-hmm. and you just see them just bunch of this frenzy, and they take off running and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> they, at that moment, they totally lost control. I'm telling you, not operating you're right. in a, that, You're not operating in a, in a sound mind at that time. You're hiding and getting away, and I'm not going to go go back in. I'm not going to go in the house until we get rid of 
I have my mother was like that. She 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 can't stand worms or snakes. Woo. <laughs> I'm with her on that. Woo. Man, you 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 pull out one of those and and if it was in the house, she wouldn't she wouldn't come back in. Thank God for being that she called snakes. So, so I'm with your mom on that. So, so, so he's not giving us his spirit of fear. God has not given us that. But he has given us a spirit of love. He has given us a spirit of power. And he's given us a spirit of a sound mind. And which really means self-control, a discipline. And in some contexts, it also means moderation. So God is mm-hmm. not giving us these things. Now let's let's look at the next one, the one that I've I've been trying to get ahead of myself the whole time. And that's found over in Philippians. All right. Philippians. What um chapter? Um, let me make sure I got the right one here. Philippians. Four. <laughs> four. Five, four. <laughs> See, I'm and using the ESPN again. I'm so good. Philippians <laughs> <laughs> four. Okay. Man, I'm about to, to keep you around me. You I know. And, you know, people, I'm so far, we're, you know, doing this, um, Remotely, and we are definitely not in the same place, but it's just that when you tap into that spirit realm, or at least if you take a lucky guess, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> it definitely will happen. You can guess and get it right, or I just like to give credit to the spirit because I'm, you know, we're, I'm not that smart. And and here the, here it goes again. And this, and, and this, like, this is a very familiar scripture. But we're going to back, back up to verse 4, and then we're going to kind of work our way down. I like reading things okay. so we can get full. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be made known unto all men. So there it goes again. Another word for uh, sound mind was moderation. So let your soundness of mind be made known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. And if the Lord is at hand, guess what? Fear, fear can't be around you because where he is, there is no fear. Amen. This world casts out. He casts out fear. So like if you had a, someone you knew that was big and bad and strong and, and they had to walk you to your car, say at night, well, that, that person's presence pretty much cast out your fear. Why? Because you know if something happened, they ain't control, even when I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're not in control, you know that they're in control. Well, you gotta think God is always at hand for us. So there's no there's no reason to fear. And I know people probably listen right now and they got a whole lot of but 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 what about this? But what about this? I'm just gonna give you the scripture and I'm gonna let the Holy you and the Holy Spirit deal with all the buts, okay? <laughs> all right. I, I, can, I, can I can I can hear him ringing in my head. I, for some reason, I, I hear you. I can hear you. I hear all the butts right now. Verse 6 says, be careful. The word careful means anxious. Be careful for nothing. 
but in everything by prayer, what's prayer? Communication with God and supplication. Mm-hmm. What's supplication? Just specific requests. Ask the same things. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So, there's right. also, instead of being, so instead of being anxious, which has this reading fear, you're fearing that what you're about to ask for that you're not going to get. Well, you probably can't get or it's not, it's out of your reach, but if you operate within God's will, you can, you can like I said, just remember, first of all, i got to let your moderation be made known unto all men. You're not asking for this out of greed. You're not asking for this out, out of uh, uh, selfishness. You're not acting out against to be consumed upon your own lust. He said, so if you're asking God, he said, be careful or anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, who's the thanksgiving for? Thanksgiving for the Lord. Like they got, that's why God, God always wants somebody to be, all, all he wants is thanksgiving and praise. Why? Because he can't give it to himself. he got to get it from us. He said, so if you so if you give me the Thanksgiving with these prayers and these specific requests, he said, just let your requests be made known unto God. And look at verse 7. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep or guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And then verse 8. Talks about how we should how we should govern our thought life. After that, he says, "Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, just, pure, lovely, and of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, he says, think on these things." On these things. So, so that's why it all goes back to, and I've, I've always I heard someone say years ago that uh, that the uh, that the acrostic for the word fear is false evidence appearing real, and that's true. Mm-hmm. Fear, fear, is not, fear is nothing but a but a figment or production of your imagination. That's all fear is. And guess what? Right. Faith. And guess what? Faith is 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 the exact same thing. You need you, you you need to use your imagination to kick in faith. So if you're going to use that energy, why not swing over to God's side and get off of the side of darkness, which represents fear and come over to the side of light, which represents his faith and his love and his hope. So those are the three things that abide, and they're all intertwined because faith Work it by love. Hey, your your faith can't even work without love. So if you're in fear, Mm-mm. you're short circuit of love. Therefore, you you can't walk in faith if you're walking in fear. And then, because right, again, you know, they cannot coexist. And we you've said that several times. So they cannot coexist. So so if 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 you're going to operate in this life of faith, and we know that faith pleases God, we gotta know how to deal with the fear. And you can start today. And and like I said, these, these scriptures are just the tip of the iceberg. There are so many 
that deals with it. But as I said, it all boils down to how you're thinking, you know, what sort of things are true. Think, of, think about things that are true. Don't, don't meditate on things that you don't have all the facts to yet. And that, that's what we were talking about earlier before we start the show was, you know, we can sometimes we can we in living in information age and we got it pretty much at our fingertips twenty four hours a day now. And a lot of things that we hear, you know, could be breaking news. You see the word breaking news and sometimes the first thing that, that you think about is something that's fearful. It's gonna invoke mm-hmm. some type of fear for Terry and me. So don't don't so do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. Whatsoever a man sows, he shall reap. If you if you constantly sow in in an attitude of fear, guess what you're going to reap? Nothing but torment. If you're sowing in an attitude of love, as we just talked about, and faith and hope, these three things abide. As they're saying, all three are intertwined because. Because you can't have faith without hope, and you can't have faith without love, and you can't have love without faith and hope. They're all there. All three elements are working together. And fear short circuits those things. Because remember, hope, as we talked about uh, in in past uh, broadcasts, deals with your ability to expect something favorable to happen. That's what hope deals uh-huh. with. So if you have that favorable expectation, there's no way you can have a favorable expectation and fear going on at the same time. <laughs> so yeah, fear God mentions it so many times. You know, He says, "Fear not, fear not, fear not." You can find it in the in the Bible so many times. So yes, yeah, so so I, I just want to deal with because it's, it's it's one of those things that we kind of get okay with. Mm-hmm. Like 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 not observing like we talked about last week, like not observing the Sabbath which God ordains for us to have a day of rest. And that and that day of rest brings rest to our bodies and also to our minds. And how we can just oh, you know, so we we ain't really gotta observe that. That's you know, that's you know I can if I want to. If I got time I I think I'll do that. <laughs> No, but you got to think if God himself took the opportunity to rest after creating all of what we see and then man himself in six days and said after that he he, he took a day to rest, what makes you think that you don't need to rest? Oh, nice. but and, on the, and on the flip side of what we were just talking about, it's just fear just one of those things that we feel like we can kind of let just hang around us for a while. Oh, it's okay to be afraid of, you know, the dog. Oh, it's okay to be afraid of bugs and spiders. Oh, it's, it's okay to be afraid of heights and flying and water. And I mean, and, and there are so many phobias out there now. They, they, uh, matter of fact, I was listening to the radio that they have created brand new names for phobias now. <laughs> <laughs> they're creating brand new names for phobias now because there is people are fearing everything. I want you all to hear me. That's not of God. Fear is not of God at all. And the only fear that God wants from you is reverence or respect. 
and like some of us feared our parents, not not because we were terror, terrorized of them or or afraid of them. No, we we knew for we knew the ability of them to bless and to curse us <laughs> all at the at the same time. That's why we showed them reverence, right? Because they, they, if we acted up, they know they had the ability, you know, to to bring the rod of correction. And if we know if we obeyed, they had the ability to bless us with the things that they said they would they would give us. That's why we showed our parents reverence because they had the power to bless and to curse. And that's why we should give God the same reverence because he has the ultimate power to bless and to curse. Got any comments, Loretta? I mean, it, it is so it's so broad and in so many ways to comment fear because you know, actually, some people probably deal with fear every day, and I know I deal with it too, fear of making that next call, fear of what if they say no, fear of, you know, and then, of course, you know, and, and he talks about it in Matthew 6, around the 26th and even in Luke, we ha- we fear sometimes that, you know, we're not going to have enough or that we're not going to get what we need, and you start being yeah. anxious about it, and you start trying to work out your own way, and, and you know, fear just takes on so many looks, and it's all a trick of the enemy, you know, because God has promised to never leave us or forsake us. He promised to be our provider. He promises to take care of us. He promised to go ahead of us. I mean, his promises are yes and amen. So and the only way I know to deal with, deal with fear, and I've tried many, many ways over the past, and that is, like you said, love, God's love. You have to go to God's word to help you. I was trying to find the scripture to deal to it. Because there's an app for that. You know, it's an app for all of it. It's, but the apps are in the Bible. I'm talking about the biblical apps for whatever you're going oh, yeah. through, especially as it relates to fear. Because you can do it, you know, whatever it is, whether it's starting a business and you've been wanting to do it for a long time, but you, you're waiting on stuff because you're afraid. You're not waiting on the right time. You are afraid. <laughs> and fear yeah. will stop so many things from happening, great things in your life, you know. So just look at it like that and just, you know, close your eyes and move forward and trust God and just move forward. Good deal. So let's uh, let's look at a few. And I'll tell you what, let's, let's just look at a few statistics to deal with uh, anxiety and just being anxious. You know, like I said, which in most cases has its basis in fear. Uh, and, and this deals with uh, this information I, I got from the Anxiety Disorder Association of America. And they have a website and they have a lot of statistics and physician referrals and everything on it. But just think about this: it says anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness in the United States, with 19.1 million—that's 13 percent of the adult population—affected. Hmm. It wow. says, according to the, it says, according to the economic burden of anxiety disorders, a study commissioned by the ADAA and based on data gathered by the association publishing the Journal of Clinical Psychiatry, anxiety disorders cost the United States more than $42 billion a year, almost one-third of the 148 total mental health bills for the United States. So you got to think that just a mental health bill alone for the United States is $148 billion. Mm. And, a third, and a, almost a third of that dealt with anxiety disorders. 
And then, of course, there's wow. different types of, and so those are, these are the different kinds of anxiety disorders. You have generalized anxiety disorder, which affects about 4 million or 2.8, uh, 2.8%. You have obsessive compulsive disorder. I'm not quite sure you, you know, people with OCD. Mm-hmm. You know, arranging things or washing their hands or, I always tease and say publicly that my mom has OCD. (laughs) (laughs) And when my son first heard me say, he said, Mom, can you say that? Can you tell people? I said, Jacob, it's nothing personal. It's just that she is the most organized and the most, I mean, you put a glass down, if you don't have your hand around it, that sister is going to get it and put it in the sink and have it washed in 0.5 seconds. And she's always been that way. All my life I've known her to be just, I mean, Oh my goodness, it's crazy! And she said, "I got to get up and go clean up." I'm like, "Clean up what?" <laughs> but she's like, it. that's just her," you know. But guess what? It, it goes on to say that one third of the affected adults had their first symptom in their childhood. Mm-hmm. I can and believe that too. So, so, like I said, most things that we deal with as adults, you can always trace them back nine times out of ten to your childhood, and that's and that's what I got from the training that I received from us. From Dr. Holmes. Also, panic disorder, which is very common uh, here in the United States, and that's what people have. You know, these uh, it's sometimes it's come out of nowhere, but it's you think it comes out of nowhere, but it's, it's just pretty much anxiety coming to a head. Yeah, and you have these this, this fear just strikes you without warning, and you know you can't breathe, your chest gets tight, and and I, I never had one, but they say it's one of the worst feelings that you can ever, you can ever have. And the thing that shocks mm-hmm. me about this is that women are twice as likely to be affected than men. I, I can I can definitely believe that. So 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 what so what is it about this? Like I said, and most of these things have most of these disorders have their basis in fear. And and they're gathering more evidence and more studies are showing that some of these things can be, you know, you can be genetically predisposed to anxiety disorder. But cannot. at the same time, you can. Yeah, you can be. You can. Okay. Yes. Yes, you can be. Okay. But but that goes back. So but but that that goes back to the scripture, you know, that says that, you know, if you don't repeat the behavior. Of your forefathers, or your or your parents, or your grandparents, there's a the Old Testament said there's an old proverb that was going said that the that the fathers ate sour grapes and the children's teeth were set on edge. Mm. So in other words, what what the fathers did, or the, our forefathers did, caused that to come down to us. He said, but in the times in which we live now, we don't have to say that anymore. Why? Because we have a new father, spiritual, and that's, that's spiritually speaking. So, so even though these things are happening in our natural descent, look at your spiritual descent and decide which one you want to take control. Well, you know, my, mm. you know, grandmama had high blood pressure, and her mama had it, and now you know, it's, you know, I'm bound to get it in the day. You know, no, you don't. You you can't. You know, that's that that's a spirit of fear. 
That's not her. Again, a self-fulfilled prophecy when you say that, because that's not necessarily not so. A, no, it's not necessarily so. But if, but if you and 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 it could be so. But but I'm on the other end of the spectrum when it when it comes to how I think. Most people think the worst. I think the ultra best. Me too. I'm like, I'm okay. not claiming it. Okay, okay. Oh, you know something? Well, you know that probably happened to them. I said, but you know something? It probably never. It would never happen to me. So that's that's the mindset that I have. Just like when things come out, you know the. You know, all these vaccines that they want you to get and everything. Oh, no, I, I'm not putting that disease in my body. And and, and that, this is me talking now. If you're taking vaccines, that's up to you to build up. That, this is Michael Anthony Farmer. I'm talking about me. Don't you? You take whatever you want to take. And exactly. it's not a put down to you. But that's, my thinking is that, you know, I had a savior that died on the cross and took a lot of stripes on his back, so I don't have to get that. That's my mentality. So see how you have to, how you can condition your mind to think certain ways, you know. And some people think it's look at me and say it's crazy for me to think like that. And I'm thinking, well, it's crazy for you to think that you're gonna get it. But there's a problem. It's a probability that you will get it. My mind says that there's a high probability that I will not ever get that. And my actions and my confessions always fall up to what I am believing and also confessing. Okay, let's right, yeah. on. It would be crazy if you were to say, okay, I'll never get blood pressure, high blood pressure, but at the same time, you know, you're you're overweight, you're eating all kinds of stuff, you don't exercise, oh, yeah. you're stressed out all the time, you just do not take care of it. That's like walking into the middle of, you know, Poplar Avenue with blindfolds on. You, you can't say yeah. you're not going to get it if you're not doing anything to, you know, if your words and actions don't line up with what you stated. And that's that's true. Now let, let let's move on to the next one. Then the next disorder is post traumatic stress disorder. And of course, we we know that can be brought on by, you know, just witnessing tragic events, uh, you know, criminal assault, war, child abuse, natural or human caused disorders, or crashes. I still remember when I was in the crash in 2003, when my vehicle flipped over on me three times, right at at the intersection of Winchester and Germantown, right in front of Walmart and uh, Ruby Tuesdays. And I'll never forget that night I was laying in the bed, and I, I, can keep, I kept hearing the sound of this accident. I remember sitting up in the middle of the bed and just rebuked, and so I would never hear that sound again. And guess what? Mm-hmm. You never heard it I again? Did. Never heard it again. Never heard it again. So, as I say, so I'm the type of person. I believe that God's word is true, and I and I and I have the audacity to believe that God would not lie to me. Just like I have the audacity to believe that my natural parents would, would not intentionally lie to me, or intentionally harm me, or cause me. But my God cannot lie, so He has to. He cannot. I mean, it's impossible for Him to lie. Because he's nothing but truth. Just like it's, it's impossible for light to be darkness and for darkness to be light. It's just light has to comprehend or overcome darkness. Darkness mm-hmm. is always, a, darkness never went anywhere. Darkness is still here. 
It's just the light comprehends it or overtakes it. It's like when you go into a dark room, what you do? You turn on the light, guess what? The darkness don't go away. It's just the light overpowers the darkness. Overshadow, right. All you have to do is turn the light back off, and guess what? Darkness prevails again. In the beginning, God just separated one from the other. Okay, I'm going to separate light. You're going to be here. You're going to represent the day. And night, I'm going to put you, and you're going to represent nighttime. So these are the disorders. So I'm just giving you a, a, a glimpse into how I think and process information. And, and I expect the results of God's word to be true. Why? Because wow. he's proving himself faithful over and over and, and over and over again. So I, I have no, and, and, and I'm too deep into this to think otherwise. The next one is social anxiety disorder. And these are the people who have these social phobias, and, and, and you, you pretty much are just fearing scrutiny. You're fearing about what people are going to think about you. You are, you are thinking about being embarrassed or humiliated in social situations, and this, in a lot of cases, Cause us to avoid these situations. That's, and like I said, sometimes it's good, but when it becomes to the point where it governs your life, is now that's where the disorder moniker comes from for all these things. Okay, it's a so you know there are healthy amounts of all of these fears, but when it gets to the point where these fears begin to affect your life, that's when the disorder part comes in. Because I because say say if I got up to speak and and they start throwing tomatoes and say we don't want to hear you again. Well you know something you think I'm gonna come back to that place again? <laughs> not not a not unless God tells me to <laughs> or talk about oh me goodness. or making jokes or, or heckling me. You know, and, and it may come to a point in our country where where that will happen. And it's going to show where the real people are. And guess what? Social anxiety disorder affects 3.7% of the people. And then, of course, you got uh, just specific phobias, like the just fear of, you, you name it, people are, are fear of it. And fear always leads to you avoiding certain things. If you fear flying, you're not going to get on the plane. And you said, Lord, I want you to send me to Africa to be a yeah, missionary. You, saying, you know, just, you just never know. You might like it, but you people are so fearful. And I know people like that too, Michael. They rather drive or not go at all. But usually people who fear flying, they fear driving long distances too. They fear getting on a boat as well. So <laughs> and, 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 you know, and I don't just, know why. It's that change thing, I think. They just don't want to change anything. And Loretta, and I, and I can't understand because they're not like, like I said, I'm an old numbers guy. And there's a principle that say the numbers don't lie. You can't make numbers lie. The numbers don't lie. How many people this year have been killed in airplane crashes in the United States? Probably little to none. How many right. people were killed yesterday in car accidents in Memphis, Tennessee? Oh, well, not even counting the rest of the United like States. Matter of fact, I'm not even kidding. And they have the audacity to put it up on the, on the little... Uh, Palace on the billboards on the interstate. 
Slow down. Slow down to date. 590-something people. Kira, this is on the be accident. But you are not afraid to get out in that car when it says your probability of having a car accident is thousand times more than you that plane falling out of the sky and crashing. But, but remember, we avoid things that we can't control. So when you're in that, yeah. when you're in that airplane, you feel like you, you don't have any control. <laughs> yeah. And and that's the fear. That's what it boils down to is that I don't have any control when I'm in the airplane. I can't, you know, I can't get out of it when I want to. I can't do certain things. I'm more restricted. I can't pull over and stop. So it's it's not that you're afraid to fly, I don't think. I think if you just really start dialing it down and have that conversation, you'll figure it out. It boils down to the fear of I I don't have any control. I have no control. I have no control. I don't have the ability to control this aircraft. And, and guess what? You don't have the ability to control the drunk driver that's out there or somebody that's driving and texting. You don't have the ability to control mm-hmm. nobody else in those other vehicles. No, your car, car malfunctioning and causing you to uh, become an accident. Exactly. We don't have that kind of control, but you still, like we said, it all boils down to faith and God because where fear is, love is not there. Exactly. And, and then guess what? Not, I always, God is not there. I always tell people if if this plane go down, guess what? I'm going up. It ain't <laughs> it, and and it ain't no bigger than me. So it's so, I but know. you know, you know, but and 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 that boils down to the one of the biggest fears of all, and Jesus talked about it. Is that people just have an intrinsic fear of dying. Yeah. And, you know, we should probably you know, talk about that because we only have, like, a minute left in the show, so we really can't talk about, you know, the no. fear of dying. And that's huge. That is so it huge. Is. But And, you know, I've had to say, I've, I was I felt that way before. You know, I've, I have that fear. I don't have it now, but I did have the fear where I, I was afraid to die. I don't want to die anytime soon. I don't want to, you know, I want some more years here, a lot of them, <laughs> 60 more but um, we, we have to address that and, and help people live their life more freely. But anyway, Michael, it's been great. I mean, I've learned so much about fear and that it's really the fear of losing control, which it seems to amount to. But we have the power. We have the power to overcome all of that. So, Michael Farmer, thank exactly. you so much as always. Thank you, everybody, so much hey. for listening to Loretta McNary Live presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer, our spiritual personal coach. And as always, think positive, dream big dreams, help people along the way. And we'll talk to you tomorrow at 11 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time. Bye-bye. <laughs>